This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club available on video and podcast. My name is Benjamin Bloom and we will be here each and every Monday for this, the flagship show for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation. So make your Monday a Blue Monday and if you are watching on YouTube, the emphasis was or more there because you will see it is right. I figured this out preeminent. Who wants to be Pablo Hernandez and who wants to be Billy Sharp? <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Billy? Can I be Billy? I thought you'd be, thought you'd be Pablo. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, no, no, please welcome Pablo. Um, Pablo. <laughs> founding member um, of the Blue Monday podcast, podcast veteran, the best eyes. In football, Mr. David Diamond. Evening. And from the wildly popular preview show. Wildly. Was it was Richard's intro? <laughs> no, just recycling. Isn't, isn't it? Yeah. yeah isn't it? Um, <laughs> Harry from Bath on the flagship show. How are you doing, Harry? Great to see you. Great to see you. Oh, g- g- delighted to be here. Delighted um, to be Dave, here. Dave, how's your international break? Yeah, yeah, I did have an international break. I was over in Greece for a few days last oh. week, so uh, yeah, got back and um, yeah, didn't really, didn't really do that much. To be fair, didn't really watch much. Well, watched a bit of England actually. I did watch a bit of England yeah. Friday evening. They were quite impressive, or I, I thought the Czechs were fairly ropey. I thought, but uh, yeah, so, certainly some exciting young talent on show. I would yeah. suggest. Harry, how, have you sold lots of books this weekend, Harry? We have indeed. It was. It's Good been a quite. It's, it's been a solid week. Had an international twist um, when the Republic of Ireland played Gibraltar. Um, and <laughs> oh no, my... we're not going to mention him already, are we? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I was just going to say, let's get, let us let's save it up. Let's go to, go straight in there. I mean, but um, let's just say just the. the... <laughs> my, my, I was just going to say my my, my uh, WhatsApp messages from Ireland were just 
it was overwhelming it's the only way i can describe it it was kind of like the lines of we understand we understand yeah, now yeah. it all makes sense we but see what let's you save mean. it for later yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i suppose we didn't yeah. have anything else to anything better to talk about at the weekend so yes our blue monday feed was also <laughs> full I yeah, saw those yeah. veneers many, many times um, this weekend. Um, right, I love these shows, Dave, because um, we've done this a couple of times in international break. No preparation whatsoever for you watching on YouTube. There is this week's prep. Um, and we're just going to take questions. So um, we put the shout out earlier. And um, often we rush through the questions, but we can give it a little bit more time and a little bit more thought. So, Dave, I'm going to start with you and we'll just go down the list here and hopefully we'll get some some good Mm. topics this is at j itfc um thoughts on the design of the kevin Beatty statue i think it looks superb what chance marcus evans donating the final funds needed to start the project and just before you give that answer dave can you just give a little plug for your episode you did one of the best podcasts we've done all year um after the beat died um yeah i mean that was what that, went on that, there yeah thanks ben that was back in back in obviously september um yeah. and uh yeah a couple of days after the beat died so yeah i was able to sort of collect my thoughts a bit and um yeah i really enjoyed i really enjoyed doing that one and it was a bit of a follow-on if you remember in the very early days of the pod i think i gave my ipswich top 10 albeit it turned out to be 11 because i squeezed two dutchmen in as one but um yeah um it was just a bit of a follow-on from there really and um Love doing it. And yeah, nice. So I got some really nice comments on the night of our um, live pod from one or two people as well about it. So that was great. Yeah, he was, a, as we all know, he was a he was a, a true great. Um, yeah. So talk to me about the, the yeah. statue. Um, oh, have you, brilliant. Have you I think it design? captures him brilliantly. He captures him just as you'd think, you know, head in a ball or that, you know, just I think it looks like the expression's just right. I think it was from a, it was from a still from a. I saw a program. I think Joe had it, and Everton. He was playing against Everton or somewhere. I think at Portman Road. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Captures him brilliantly, and yeah, I think it would be fitting if there was a shortfall for Mr. Evans or some someone somehow within the club that they topped it up and made the uh, you know and made the total. Hmm. Harry. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It would just just to get it over the line. It would it would. It would chime with all the other good things the club are doing at the moment. Talking about yeah, the okay. pre-season tour to Germany, it just it just fits it fits in well. But it's um, as I say, it's it's over to it's over to it's over to the club really to do it. The, that image you were saying, it is superb, and it I can see it just as equally. I could see I could, it's it's a trademark image of him just powering through the air. I, and I think it was against Eng- in the England Scotland game. I think I remember oh, yes. him. I don't know what was the goal he scored, but it was so similar. It, it's just such an iconic image. It, uh, it was an inspired choice. Whoever whoever chose it, absolutely that's two, inspired. That's two years later, yeah. but I found that earlier. Sorry. Uh, fantastic. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. That was when they, that was the game they wrecked Wembley. And uh, the ex- <laughs> as I always say, Harry, the the xG for Beatty's goal was about 0.0001 when Keegan. Yeah. Had the ball. He had no right yeah. to score that goal. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Um, let's terrible. move on. This is um, uh, at MJ Woods. Um, what are your favourite horror films? <laughs> I don't know if we can get a football link back to that. But I do remember when I watched the first Saw movie and the guy gets up from the middle of the room and he's been watching voyeuristically from the whole thing going, ah. So, but um, now I'm older. I don't really do horror films anymore. Harry, I, I suppose you, you do the books rather than the movies. 
No, I, I, I still remember at uni going to university, going to the societies could show films in the in the yeah. lecture theatres at, at lunchtime, and they put on The Exorcist. So is he here? Is he here? <laughs> goes and watches Jesus it. Christ! Still <laughs> shits me out today. That is going to be. Sitting at the bed, staring across at the wall, just couldn't turn the light off. It was, uh, no, not good, not good. That's, that that's, film uh, was so disturbing. <laughs> the other the other one yeah. around about that time, perhaps a little bit later, was um, the Amityville films as well. They're a bit yeah. disturbing as well. Yeah. Shitting. Oh. Yeah. And I, yeah, I suppose from an Ipswich Town right. point of view, we'd have to go with The Shining over mixed tenure because every season... <laughs> Here's Johnny. Johnny. And he's back again. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Right, oh, shall, brilliant. That's shall we brilliant. move on? Um, not planned, Harry. Not planned, yeah. that one. I ad-libbed it. Um, Dave. Of course. This is yeah. our friend Mullet. Mm. 13. 13 teams are at risk of relegation in League One. <laughs> it's a basket case, isn't it? My God. Essentially, mid-table is a foreign concept down there. Does this mean there's even more pressure on Lambert to gain promotion at the first time is asking, or is that a minimum regardless? <sighs> Look, I, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very good question. I'd say certainly playoffs you would hope for. I mean, I mean look at the teams that went down. So Barnsley comfortable, you know, uh, comfortable second. in the playoff. Sunderland pretty fourth. They're well, certainly comfortable in the playoff. Dave, with 35 million quid's worth of with, parachutes this season. Well, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. By the way, I just yeah. finished last week. I only started watching it a week or so, but I binged it a bit. The Sunderland till I yeah. die on on uh, on Netflix. Christ Almighty, there is a <laughs> scary, scary. What it was, <laughs> scary club. Um, and I don't. I think Burton came down there middle of the table they're certainly not struggling i think uh, but, tenth, uh, dave yeah tenth. yeah so yeah, yeah but they're not in that that mad bottom whatever it is a dozen bottom 12 yeah bottom dozen so, basically, yeah, yeah. You look look you would hope you'd certainly hope that um yeah playoffs minimum i would hope for so dave um my new best friend kieran Maguire, the football mm. finance mm-hmm. guy who we've done some work with on the channel put a tweet out um of League One wages from last year, which I found very interesting. We talked about that on the phone, didn't we? Um, So Wigan went up with an average weekly wage of eight grand a week. And no, sorry, Blackburn, eight grand a week. I think, um, fact check me on this. I'm I'm prepared to be wrong. I think um, Wigan's was six. Then Rotherham's was around four. And everybody else, the average wage was under under two grand um, a week. Harry, surely we're a big fish in this league, aren't we? Oh, yeah. No question. I can think of three teams who went through League 2 to League 1, League 1 into the Championship. I think it was Rotherham, Burton, and who was the third? Yeovil. They all had quick promotions, and they all said League 2 to League 1, not a lot in it. League 1 to the Championship, dear God. It was an absolute leap. That's the only way to describe it. And, of course, they floundered around, and then Rotherham yo-yoed. But uh, the other two, I think yeah, drop back down quickly, and I think that's the um, that's the paradigm in reverse. We're dropping down there. We should be. We should. You know, we we, we should be looking at the playoffs. But I would urge patience because it, you know I've got my stoke mate Paul who says you know you know all his Stoke friends were saying we were going to get into the Champions League looking oh Brentford we'll have no problem at all they go out lose to Leeds in the opening game of the season mm-hmm. draw against Brentford in the second game of the season and they realise hang on this isn't straightforward it may take us time to adjust 
it just and we need to give them that time you know get a, get, get am i wrong get 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 into the field of the season september no, october be be in that top 8 be in there or thereabouts and then just time our run once we've once we've acclimatized because um it's um it's it, it we, but we will logically we the playoffs are should be a power performance i would have thought yeah yeah dave you're like working on contracts and wordings and stuff every day in your normal life. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Marcus Evans is actually quite good at this. I know people don't give him a lot of credit. How are these contracts going to be structured for, I don't know, Emir Hughes or Bialkowski? Um, <laughs> what what triggers Jeez, when hey, when like... they go down? Is it as simple as a, a, a pay decrease just happens? How are they going to be structured? Well, you would think so. You would think that, uh, you know, when these contracts were, were you know, renegotiated, that, that there's an automatic relegation clause in these contracts, as there would mm. be if it worked the other way. There must be. So you would you, you would imagine that I'd be very surprised if, if there's a player, you know, certainly rene- renegotiating contracts out of contract. Um, if they, yeah, if they're not, they're just not going to end up on the same money in League One. They're not. I mean, this yeah. club is heading for some pain, serious yeah. pain. Yeah. Um, behind, I mean, you know, on the pitch, one thing, but certainly behind the scenes, it will be, I think I heard someone saying the Sunderland thing, visceral, and I think it will be real, real pain. But look, you know, let's hope that, um, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, that doesn't reflect on, on the team as such, you know. And I think the key, certainly the key to next season, just going back to the question, is finding a balanced side as quickly as we can, you know, balancing, yeah. you know, the promising youngsters with some experience and getting that balance. Yeah. Um, that's the key, I think. But, yeah, yeah these, these players are going to have to, well, it's already, um, you know, already came out. Mick's already been on the phone, presumably texted, what, Chamber or something like that. Do you need to, to commiserate with his, um, with yeah. his well, obviously he's aware that he's, there must be a relegation clause in the, in the contract. It's standard. Mm. Okay. Standard stuff. Um, let's move on. Uh, Mrs. Nuts, our good friend. Um, what walking out onto the pitch uh, music <laughs> would you pick for the final game against Leeds? Um, I haven't thought about this much, but you know when Metallica go on, they've like had the same walk-on music for like 25 years, and it's from a Western, and I can't think what it's called, but um, I'd, I'd have that just because I like it. But um, can you guys come up with Harry? Can you come up with anything more? Um, uh, that don't don't say anything kind of time to say goodbye or whatever no 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 well i did write the words life of brian down <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> the old good old always look at the bright side of life because i'm an eternal optimist and uh, on a classical note i was thinking we could really weird out the leeds fans by playing the funeral march from the eroica which is oh. the most, most gloomy piece of classical music ever and we walk out really slowly in a sort of you know in a, you know sort of in a very kind of somber downbeat mood and just you know, all the leeds fans who will be probably all over the ground will all be just thinking what the hell is going on here so that's a slightly surreal angle but uh no life of brian is what i'd go with because i just think a bit of gallows humor is all you can all you can come up with no, nothing related to the crowd up the road though just 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 stick to our own thing yeah david mm, what about don't well, know I'm sure several out there would say um and it's, if i ever if, if i was ever a darts pro this is a darts the darts music i love to come out to Hate to say I told you so by the hives, which is just a brilliant, oh. brilliant bloody love that. I mean, how uplifting would that be, for God's sake? The hives or, some, or something like, I don't know, good intro, something like pretty vacant, because who cares, you know? Yeah. They, but, the um, the, um, the yeah. hives used to do this gimmick on their live gigs where they would hit a stop on one of the bars yeah. and just freeze 
literally yeah, for like 40 seconds. That is just <laughs> looks absolutely, tune, that is absolutely absolute <laughs> banging tune, that one. And then the I, crowd, I can't believe uh, I forgot about it for the live shows. I'd, if, I'd, if I'd remembered that, I'd have, that'd have been my music. I you didn't, like your, that. didn't like your Rihanna, did you? Um, uh, yeah. That was good. That's fine. It's all good. <laughs> um, right. Mikey Penty-Smith, obviously, on our team. And Mikey will be hosting... Um, next week so look out for him he's going to be covering the whole game um which teams do you want to see and i mean i i assume his wording is not as um uh, mean as it sounds but you know from a, we don't want to see anyone relegated obviously um from league one which teams you want to see relegated from league one and who would you want to see promoted from league two could be quite a northern division let me give you a bit of a hand with this one guys i will tell you uh first off at the bottom of league one um we have well Bradford um, are gone I think um, yeah Bradford can go yeah uh, AFC Wimbledon Rochdale Walsall Southend Shrewsbury uh, Scunthorpe Accrington they can go whistle um, Wickham <laughs> only because they already beat us I know they're a real, real, well run club mm. uh, Bristol Rovers Plymouth down your neck um, Oxford mm. <clears throat> um, Gillingham and at the top of uh, League Two, oh, we have our friends Lincoln, um, yeah, David Johnson's Berry, um, yeah. MK Dons and their beautiful empty stadium, um, <laughs> Mansfield, <laughs> Tranmere, and Mr. Norwood, the forward, who I'm sure we're going to get asked about, Forest Green and their vegan wraps, Harry, Exeter down your road, Carlisle, oh. nobody wants Carlisle, Shit. Um, John McGreal's Colchester, and Luke Wolfenden's Colchester, doesn't Swindon. it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dave, any favorites in there? Um, let's have a look. I mean, South End. I've, I've been to South End yeah. a couple of times, but they are on a slippery slope. I was funny enough. I was speaking to South End supporter on Friday, and they are on a dreadful run. So, um, yeah, I, I fear they may well slip into it. But yeah, Shrewsbury quite like the look of Ben. I thought Scunthorpe, so you could get your own back because they're on the original shit list. Oh, remember? they were. Yeah. They slaughtered yeah. you. In, didn't they slaughter you in a travel? No, what was it? Some no, hotel? I was in a hotel. This is. This is this this sounds like the most made-up no, no, story in the whole world. So I'm, and I could admit it. I, you know, I cashed the check, but I was doing an ABBA tribute gig, being um, Benny Anderson, who is actually one of the greatest keyboard players in um, popular music. Yeah, but obviously, agreed. Agreed. Um, agreed. And at any point in this story, I'll reiterate: I cashed the check. Okay, mm. I took the money. Um, you know, sue me. Um, my nice cars <laughs> sitting out the front in the drive, but. Um, so, um, Scunthorpe United were playing... Where was this day? Was it Gillingham? It was Gillingham, wasn't it? They were yeah, playing away like that, yeah. at Gillingham. Yeah. I was in Kent somewhere. And mm. um, the the two girls were like, they're quite attractive, weren't they? So, I was hanging around with the two girls. And the, the Scunthorpe players were sat there playing Uno or um, cards or yeah. something yeah. on the on the table. They showed off in front of the girls, didn't they? And um, they, I walked over and they made they made a fart noise, these Scunthorpe <laughs> players, Harry. How, how juvenile. And um, me being the um, slightly aggre- aggressive when challenged um, little oh, man no. syndrome. You, you, you went all alpha, go on. <laughs> of course I did, of course I did. But yeah, so Scunthorpe were on the original shit list, weren't they? But ben, hang um, on. But... At the time, Harry, what he doesn't tell, he was in his long, stripy tails and his Cuban heels. <laughs> <laughs> it is what you it look is. the right I... dandy. I cashed... <laughs> I cashed the check. I cashed the check. Um, so, 
There you go. How have we got to this? Harry, oh, who do you want to play in League sorry, One? Who do you want to play? I'm um, sorry, just and um, yeah, Wickham. I'd, I'd like Wickham to stay. Uh, Wickham, yeah. yeah, Wickham. Can Isn't stay. Wickham one of? The, I talked to a lovely man at Accrington, a German man, who said he'd seen Ipswich play everybody except Wickham and Rochdale or something like that. That's Is right, it only those yeah. two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That came out the night of the pod, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. The yes. night of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dennis was his name. Sorry. Um, Harry, any any yeah. advance on who you want yeah. to see? I'm just recathering my thoughts here. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> who have we got? There's a few. I, I mean, from a my, my. Chicky Tita was very hard, very difficult to play. Yeah, all odd but, sort of time signatures in. Ah, when sorry, sings, Harry. Then he tried to avoid singing Chicken Tikka. And well, as Benny, I didn't actually have to sing anything. Whereas, but the Bjorn guy has to do. Does your mother know that you're out? Obviously, because Bjorn. Big Bjorn. Yeah. Big <laughs> right. Enough. You enough. Can tell us the national phrase, can't you? Harry I'll Wainwright, go ahead. Plymouth, Oxford, go on. Yeah, yeah no, Plymouth, no, no, Exeter, I'm, Bristol Rovers. I'm thinking, yeah, exactly, you know, you know <laughs> Guernsey, if they can get in there. No, uh, it's uh, the ones I was looking at from a town point of view. Wimbledon, Southend, Charlton is a good away day, always. Yep. Pe- Peterborough, we can put a dark memory to bed. Um, I think Luton are going to Pompeii away as a fantastic away day. That would be fun. I'd, I'd go with that. Um, they, they, they would be the ones from a town point of view. Obviously, Rovers look like they're climbing out of trouble now, and I think they're from the West Country hat and all the rest of it. That would be great. Plymouth, Plymouth, even from Bath is two and a half hours. That's you know so, and then you've got another three and a half to Ipswich. It's heroic. I have a Carlisle mate, by the way, who says everybody loves playing Carlisle because it's a badge of honour. You want to be able to tick the box, so they get really big away followings. Yeah, but so, only so, if it's but... only if it's a midweek game, surely. Oh God, <laughs> dear um, me. Yeah. I'll Not even I'm them. doing that, and yeah. I've got I've done some ridiculous <laughs> journeys this season. Believe me, yeah. Oh dear. Of the ones coming up, I mean Colchester. It's, I think you're right. I don't think Stevens are going to get anywhere. I don't think Colchester I'm, will. Uh, I'm dreading Luton. I have to say, it's it. They actually outmicked Mick if you think about it in the in the cup games. The way they played, they actually did what we did better than wait what we did. But the thing about them was, I thought, oh, non-league team. When I was going on the forums, I thought, oh, this is going to be really quiet. It wasn't quiet. They were rocking because this was their season of dreams. They were storming the FA Cup, running away with the conference, and the the the, the message boards were crammed. But by God, was it evangelical? It really was. Oh my God, how just, wonderful were they? And I just, I just after, remember, I, I was both, both sick of them games. by the end. Mm. Both those games, they were just physically stronger than us, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Bullied Matt, us. Reed, Matt Reed and Christoph yeah. Berra, I still remember that one. That was, you know, and Berra did meet his match because that's what he likes, you know, the, that was his game, the shirt pulling and the whole sort yeah. of, you know, the, gra- the grappling, as it were, the wrestling <clears> element. <throat> and he, he ran into it there. So, no, that there are. There, there are some interesting games. Oxford, I'm interested in actually personally. That was that's one. Yeah, Richard went I'm, there the other week yeah. actually, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. I mean, it looks like as it as it stands now that look, it's going to be a big. You'd say sort of Pompey down there. One mm. of Pompey or Sunderland are going to miss out. Yeah. Say, oh, they have a, yeah, hundred percent. Well, Luton are you know well, Luton have gone. Fantastic Barnsley have got a little bit of a buffer, not much. So, but yeah, chances are that one, that one of those could well miss out. And yeah. Sunderland are the sort of team that would win at Wembley um, whenever that is in there and then lose the next two league games, aren't they? And 
yeah. cock it up. So oh, yeah, because yeah. that's yeah. coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming. Yeah. They're going to have like fifty thousand supporters oh, there as well. It's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, Dave. This is Matty Bruce. I met Matty at Barnet at the preseason friendly. Barnet. Um, I got to give listeners a shout out when yeah. we meet them. Harry, transfer targets for the summer. It's just as simple as that. And um, oh, there's a lad who's done a video about um, Norwood for Tranmere, mm. Luke. Um, so, yeah, follow him. I think Luke's... Oh, I can't remember his surname. Oh, but um, done, some no. quite good, done some quite good work on um, this Norwood. I'm not going to say Ollie Norwood, although I'd love to, to sign Ollie Norwood. He's James <laughs> Norwood, isn't James. he? James. Um, yeah. Anyway, Harry, transfer targets for the summer. You don't have to be specific, but yeah. um, you can talk in general terms if you want in terms yeah. of positions and type of player. Yeah. I was, I had a, when I saw that question come up, I kind of, I could, I could see the brain cooking in terms of where, you know, because there's a massive database out there where to go. I think Norwood is a, is the type of target you're looking at, somebody who's promising and up and coming. But to me, what's more important is, and Dave alluded to it earlier, is experience. We've got all the young players, we've got all the lively prospects, the technical, neat, geometric passing players, players who can progress the ball up the field, play Lambert style, but we need a bit of steel and we yep. need a few wise heads in there for me. Yep. That, that's that's what I would like. And of course, the other factor, the other great big elephant in the room is what will Marcus spend? And that is important because I think for all of the good work that has been done in with Paul Lambert, the way he, and I think Lambert gets the credit for the way he has pulled this club together. Marcus has been quietly operating in the background. He needs to be careful that that doesn't fracture because it is still very fragile. But I mean, in terms of getting back to the actual, that, okay, that's on the money side. Um, and it's not a question of saying we need to throw money at it. We'd, I'd rather not. I'd rather just get the right players to come in. Yeah. But experience, um, to me, it's the spine of the team to some degree. I, I'm looking strikers, certainly centre backs, and possibly I'd like to see a gnarled midfielder in there, somebody as a, a, a steely, um, experienced midfielder, just to just to settle it down. It could be Skuse if if but if Skuse, if there's a question mark over Skuse's fitness and age, there might be somebody else you might want to work a second one in there. But definitely the two ends of the field, up front and centre backs are the places I'd be most looking. Don't know what Dave reckons. No, mm. I agree. I agree. You know, yeah. a, gnarly mid, a gnarly midfielder in the mould of I don't know a Glenn Whelan or someone like that would be outstanding yeah. in that division. Yeah, you know, somewhere like that. Um, yeah. And there was talk last week on Dr. the Dr. Tony gave him a lovely contract, Dave. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, no, of course not. Of that, of that ilk, of course. Of that ilk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, yeah, you're quite right. But of that ilk, you know, that sort of yeah. player. Um, yeah. And there was talk of Judge this week, some perhaps some some slightly promising talk about Judge, apparently. Yeah. Oh, Dave, um, I mean, Harry's just alluded to what will Marcus spend. Well, we now know, for a fact, to make himself... Um, favourites, he needs to spend eight grand a week on average on a player. Alan Judge isn't going to sign for less than 10 grand a week, is he? You would think not. No, no. you would think not. No, no. Yeah. no. Um, I think, from what I understand, little whispers I hear, that it's going to be a tiny budget. <laughs> it's going to be small. Hmm. Where that takes you, I don't know. Um, and look, you know, it may it may well take more than, you know, if that is the case and you're, yeah. you have, then you're relying on, again, freeze and and, you're like, and young, the youngsters coming through, maybe needing, coming through. Look, needing you know, two it, seasons. Yeah, needing yeah, two exactly. seasons. Exactly. Yeah. And look, that might not be such a bad thing potentially. But. Dave, I'm getting a theme with this with this uh, podcast that we have we have a little bit of fun, and then you're bringing me back down to earth. Every, Sorry, you know, mate. Sing, <laughs> Sorry, mate. Songs. Go, 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 just come up with another. Just 
Put forward another upbeat sort of question then. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's your favourite cheese? Funny... What's your favourite cheese? Yeah. Go on. Uh, halloumi. Um, yeah. Funny you should say that, Dave, um, because Tom Beckett. Yeah, this is on, a stop. brilliant question. Oh, shit. It go is on. a bit melancholy though. What will oh. you miss most about oh. Championship football? Yeah. Um, Dave's thinking, so we're going to go to Harry. I've got this. Well, my my instinctive response when I saw the question was, I'm going to say the sense of occasion. Because so many grounds you go to and so many opponents you play. And this isn't sounding that Ipswich are big or anything like that. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the nature of our opponents. There are teams with real provenance and history in the championship. And you look, you're playing teams like Villa, Leeds, Forest, um, teams with a with with gravitas and it's not just the history thing but if there's something there's gravitas there's personality a real identity about them it's not to just decry a lot of the teams in league one because they all have their own histories as well but i just feel there is a difference between going to aston villa and going to shrewsbury in terms of the sense of occasion when you arrive this is um you know it's the, it's 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 a game it's a it's a ground of some moment it's a ground which has which has seen some great games and great players play there in the past. There are plenty of those teams still. I mean, play teams like Charlton, Pompey, if they were to go up Sunderland. You know, there are teams, Coventry, who are floating around in the in the in League One. But that's the thing I probably would miss most of all. You know, you're watching. We played Bolton a couple of seasons ago, and I remember thinking, God, this is the team that Nat Lofthouse played for. You know, you oh, just we'll play even Bolton next some... season, Harry. Don't worry yeah, about no, that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, actually. Can I... Assuming April, April, of, play, assuming April assuming the third there. goes well for them, yeah. <laughs> assuming yeah. they're still in existence, I, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. I think I yeah. think you're, that's, you're spot that's on. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I'll kind of um, concur with that. When you think about it, it's not really the league that's the thing. It's the it's it's the teams, isn't it? And um, yeah. I hate yeah, to say course, it, it. You, you you'd you'd miss Leeds, wouldn't you? You'd well, miss man, their, look, I mean, look the, at the balmy car crash that is Leeds, wouldn't just you? Look, and, just yeah. look what you've just covered. So we could conceivably still be playing Walsall, Southend, Shrewsbury, Scunthorpe, Accrington. Oh, God, I'm depressed again. Wigan, <laughs> Bristol, Rutgers. Yeah. Um, and someone, to put to, to cap it, someone posted earlier on, he said, you know what, If we the way the way teams go come from the conference or the National League straight through now, um, yeah. if we stay down a season, within two seasons, we could be playing Solly Hull Moors <laughs> yeah. in a league game. Yeah, well, I thought about <laughs> the, the way it stands thought... at the moment. But anyway, yeah. come on, upbeat. Yeah, come, on. Just... come on, come on, Upbeat question. Um, well, just... this is. Go ahead, Harry. Go. On. I was just going to say I saw Bath City play Luton a few years ago. Move on. <laughs> uh, this is move, move on. <laughs> This is Benjamin Carrier, who I had the pleasure <laughs> of talking to on Skype. Benjamin's great. Yeah, Lo- lovely mm. chap, uh, journalism um, scholar. Um, as a club, have we struggled to adapt? to the modern model of the championship and do we need to be more realistic about our chances in league one next season um so i'll i'll try and pick what i think he means about that and harry you called them the progressives in the in the pre-season um and my contention is the only way you get out of the championship is one you have parachute money or two you have a highly unlikely promotion and um if what Benjamin is getting at there, we haven't been like the progressives and given us, given ourselves David chance of making an unlikely promotion. No, I think we've just looked. We've been in that division 17 seasons. We have these apart from one season. Um, we um, well, yeah, and maybe yeah, two very early under Joe Royal. Um, we've stagnated, haven't we? If that's what he means yeah. by 
not being, you know, the progressive nature of the championship. Yeah, you're spot on. No parachute payments and no real out and out um, outlying season as such. Harry? Yeah. Standing still is going backwards in in modern in modern yeah. football, and we have stood still and therefore regressed, gone from being a top eight team to where we are now. Um, it's um, and that sense of drift and it's not just about finance it's also about missing opportunities and not seeing dangers along the way it's you know it's just slid down i mean we'll come on to presumably when we get, get on to talk about mcgoldrick and other matters but um as as, as to the second part of benjamin's question we do need to be really careful in league one um it is we cannot take it for granted when we talked about it earlier but we've you know we just gotta we've just gotta give ourselves those give ourselves that time so that we can regroup and then go for it. It's that Marcus Stewart comedy said a few years ago. I remember saying the team that starts the season isn't always the team that finishes so it. Wise. It's already, so wise. Yeah, yeah, and we're seeing we're seeing that with ourselves now in a way. The way we're you know we're suddenly beginning to live with all of these upper mid-table teams. But um, similarly in this in the in the League One next season, even if we, even if we start hit and miss, it's what we evolve into as the season goes on. That'll be the that'll be the true test. Yeah. Just quickly, mm-hmm. Dave, before you come in, can I just really quick plug? Um, one hour interview with Marcus Stewart on the channel. Just type it into YouTube. Just listen to him talk about where he chooses to put penalties and you realise how bloody smart that guy is. Um, Dave, sorry, go on. No, no, no. You just have to look. You know, we just said about how congested it was. Just look how competitive League One is. Yeah. I mean, it is a joke. So, yeah, not to be, I agree with Harry, not to be taken lightly for sure. No. No. Um this is Tim, um, who will want Pompey to stay down as well, so we can all go and, go and visit yeah, him yeah. on the, on the <laughs> yeah, south yeah. coast. Um, yeah, can Jay, I take this yeah. one first, guys, not to want to steal your thunder? What has been the panel's favourite ITFC performance this season? For me, it was Reading away, where I sat there for 45 minutes and thought, we're going to finish halfway up the table here. Not only are we <laughs> yeah. going to get out of this, this is this is chaos. This is great. Look at our look at our crazy manager, and and you know we're we're bombarding them here and. Um, yeah. Jordan Roberts was performing at lightning, sp- speeding around up the front there. Yeah, no, um, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, just trying to imagine Jordan Roberts speeding around. But he was when he was very unlucky not to score. I remember a couple of good saves and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think that, that first half certainly. Um, oh, yeah. the Norwich home game, I thought we played well. I mean, yeah. you know, um, who would have thought how things how things have developed? Who the hell would have thought that? You know, there was no, there was nothing on the day, nothing between us. I thought we performed funny, really Dave, well. Dave, our three wins, we were really bloody lucky against Swansea, and the two games yeah, against Rotherham and Wigan well, were just horrible, weren't they? Shit yeah. house win. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say, you know, the games I've seen certainly Norwich at home, and um, mm. yeah, I agree with you. I, I was there the and first half of Reading away. I yeah. think. Yeah. Harry, what about? Yeah. What yeah. about Villa at home after the the red card oh. and you've got Steve Bruce there and all these expensive yeah. players and uh, Grealish and McGinn and they they fought ten versus eleven. I know it was in the final flickers of Bruce's um, reign, Harry, but I I thought they played well against Villa actually. They did. No, I'd agree with that. They did. They um they played. They, they, this is the thing that they they had periods of very good personality and they, but they could just couldn't sustain it either over a whole game or over it over a series of games as looking back on it the i mean i had i'd written the first half of reading down as well thinking about it because that was it was effervescent football we just couldn't find that third goal we needed that third goal and then we were there but um the other one i've written down it's, it's just memorable for no right reason which was swansea away and i've written down the words swansea was mad every so often a game comes along 
you know, you analyze them and you kind of pull it apart. Oh, watch out for this, watch out for this. Mm-hmm. And every so often a game comes along, you just throw the rules out the window and it's just going to be a whole load of school kids running around, chasing the ball. Anything can happen. You might be able to analyze a bit of it, but to be quite honest, who cares? It was great fun. And that was the one for me. I know perhaps it, it, it lengthened Hurst's time, but who knows? Who knows? That's all. That's ifs, buts and maybes. But as a game, it was quite ridiculous, being honest. Just... And rather... Oh, go on. I've just pulled the stats up real quickly. Um, Yeah. Swansea, 19 shots, uh, two big chances, (laughs) 620 passes, um, 18 take-ons, 200 passes in our attacking third. Um, Mm. Yeah, well, we made 30 tackles. Yeah. So, uh, one one big chance for Ipswich in that game, and we scored three goals. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what, going back back to that game, did anyone see Daniel James ripping it up for Wales? Oh, what a player. What yeah, a player, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's funny, you see all these prospects coming through and you see all the forms saying, ooh, he's a bit useful. It could be even peppery, whatever. And they're all you can see them all coming through and you kind of go, ooh, well, let's wait and see. He, you, It's like Rashford when he came out for United. So you, it's, it was what Matt Busby said, you know, it's when they go on to the pitch, that's only when you really find out. So they had Bale playing up top. Yeah. And then um, three supporting him with Brooks. It was a joke. Brooks... Um, Harry Wilson and um, and the lad James. Oh, serious, serious talent. Bit, a bit of yeah. um, dribbling, dribbling yeah. threat there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Not, yeah. not sure the Dave they'll be tracking back, but you'd, you'd love those. Yeah, three, look at the coach. Yeah. 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 But the, right, there the, thing, the thing about James as well, and he showed that in the game against us, was his urgency. I mean, the way he mugged the Slovakian defender, he was just daydreaming on the ball. Bang! Dispossessed. Yeah. Bang! Goal. Yeah, great great stuff. Really it, did he? No, I didn't think about it. Instinctive player. Yeah. yeah it's great be, when you he, see a player like won't be there next season. I'd be very surprised. Not happening. Not no. happening, Dave. Mm-hmm. Not happening at all. Um this is Simon at Portman Ginge, who I think we've met haven't we, we met him, Dave? A bit I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Um <laughs> after his atrocious displays whilst in charge of our matches, is there a chance Keith Stroud could be relegated to League <laughs> One with us? Right, can we be balanced about this? Um is Keith Stroud actually um, terrible, or has he just had a few um, interesting games with Ipswich, and we've got a bit of a skewed perception of him? Yes, I think you're probably right. I think yeah. you're probably, I think you're probably right, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure there is relegation between Championship and League One for the refs. Well, if you're not good enough for one league, you're not good enough for any of them. Are you? No, absolutely. It's the same I know. I know. Sometimes I know. I think the Premier, the Premier refs sometimes get a. Um, yeah, if they've had a slightly um, a slightly at odds at odds at odds game, then they'll well, find themselves. We had themselves the one. We had the one at Wigan in the championship um, for a week or two, but they're soon back. Lee on the Probert, prim. we had at Wigan, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I actually thought was I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. Actually. So no, I think I think we've seen heaven forbid strike me down, but I think we've seen the last of Mr. Stroud for at least another season. Mr. Stroud, mm. Harry, did you see on YouTube the Aussie ref um, who was mic'd up? Um, I did. The other yeah, other day. That was, what did you think? That was brilliant. That was brilliant. I, I, back in the nineties, I did referee in rugby in Bristol Combination for oh. a little bit, and uh, it is the the importance of communication vital all the way through. Just there's an ongoing narrative. You're not coaching the players, but you're always, you know, you're you're advising them as to the boundaries. But but the, but rugby is there's so many more grey areas in many ways with with it being such a contact sport. And I just it just reminded me of that. It really did. You could just see, and you could see you could see the 
the narrative of the game, the narrative of the decisions and the consistency being articulated. And in a way... It humanizes it disar- him as well, Harry. It, yeah, it humanizes him, but it also disarms the players. And it makes you realize when the players are actually trying it on and undermining the referee. We see the obvious stuff like the dives, etc. But you can also, just as equally, just in the ordinary flow of the game, when players are appealing for things and trying to just trying to undermine get at the referee it happens in non-league football all the time it happens in league football so in that sense having it mic'd up in a way it keeps the players honest as well as letting you know what the referee's flow is it was brilliant it was i'd urge anyone to watch it on youtube it was fantastic it really was yeah um and like, is, is he coming to the championship next year i think he is, he is. that ref so, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 good yeah. really good so, so yeah. if he's really bad we yeah. might see him on a one-week holiday to, to league one there we go um yeah. dave um, before we do it quickly, I've got an anxiety dream about this Keith Stroud that we keep getting. We as we get relegated, the, the kind of the Simon's question kind of set me off, thinking, "Oh, we get relegated and Stroud's there, and we go down again and Stroud's there, and finally he retires, and then we get into a playoff final, and there's Jeremy Simpson waiting for us to referee it." <laughs> <laughs> There'll always be one, won't they? Yeah. Mister Mister Trigger Happy. <laughs> um, Dave, I think you've already answered this. Maybe this is David Pascoe. Do we need to sign an enforcer-style player? Um, to give the youngsters the protection that they I think may so. need I, I, to. I think Dave, so. just really quickly, I always hear Matt Latias and Alan Shearer talking about Russell Osman and Jimmy Case at Southampton, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think they also had Terry Herlock for a bit oh, as well. Awesome. You know, yeah, the 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 I saw him at Millwall last season, actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and all these teams, all these teams back in the day, you know, the great Liverpool sides, nasty. Sooness, what a footballer, nasty. Nasty as yeah. hell. You know, Leeds, yeah. you know, all right, Ed Hunter, but, you know, Bremner, Giles, horrible, absolutely horrible. You yeah. need, you do need that. You do need that. I think the player out of the youngsters, Downs would be the one who you could see fulfilling yeah. and growing into that role. He's got. Is he he's not got too emotional young. though, Dave? Well, okay, at the moment he's young. Benny's young, so hence, time. hence, you know, give him time and get an experienced player alongside him, perhaps in midfield. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he could be, he could be that player for us. Yeah, puts yeah. himself about, but yeah, at the moment, a little bit immature. Um. Harry, anything to add on that? No, just again, you can see it against Bristol. Against the kind of the more footballing teams, our midfield is very comfortable um, because it's you know it's almost like an under-23s kind of pattern of play. Yeah, um, you know, be probably the same against Brentford. But um, but when you go out against some of the more sort of the more warrior-like teams, the Rotherhams or the Millwalls, you do need, and there will be a lot of those marauding around down in League One, you do need, you, you know, you need something in there, somebody in there who will give the other players permission to play. If that makes um, sense, yeah. Yeah, stick yeah. with you, Harry. This is your namesake, Harry Butcher. Um, are you looking forward to League One or dooming it? He says. I don't know whether he means dreading it <laughs> or dooming it is something that the kids say. I don't know. Are you looking forward to League One, Harry? Well, the novelty's a plus. I think that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, that that'll be you know interesting new teams. And I'm always fascinated by the culture and the identity of clubs. What's what? How do they get to where they were? What is it that makes? What, what's in their makeup and character? So that's the bit I'm looking forward to. Um, as I say, there is a sense reading some of the threads of teams who have dropped down there was a very good Sunderland thread where there is a little bit of it there is a slightly snide side to football you see it in um oh what was his name the journalist's name Ridley who took on Weymouth and you know you try to do things nicely and don't expect the other teams and the other team's owners to be nice to you back in oh, return see you as coming a mile off. yeah yeah so exactly that so there is I think it's in a different way we need to be as we need to be streetwise as we should have been in the championship this year, I'd say. But uh, no, but I th- the novelty is a definite plus for me. Yeah. Looking yeah. forward to it, Dave. 
I think so. Yeah, I mean, my youngest lad um, summed it up. I mean, he's seen, um, yeah, old enough to remember, obviously, 2014-15, one playoff season, um, too young to remember. So he's six or seven, too young to remember Joe's teams. Um, and yeah, yeah. He, he just said, look, once he realised we're down, yeah, do you know what? I'm just looking forward to something different. He doesn't want to see the Red Inns, the Forest. Is he not, not going to miss seeing Richard Keogh play? <laughs> for the 9,000th time yeah exactly I think it'll be seen very very many similar Richard Keogh type players in League 1 to be fair but yeah you know Derby oh god and I, and I tend to agree with him now now we're down and that which we are now we're down look you know we've got to you know we've just got to get on with it yeah I agree it'll be nice to see something different and shit me you know nice to see us win a few games hopefully yeah. winning culture <laughs> yeah that hasn't been hopefully. mentioned yet, um, Dave this is Brad Lloyd, who has um, Dezelle and Kiwomia in his um, uh, picture here, uh, with at Helen Royce confronting referee Keith Stroud. I didn't know she'd done that at the end of the game. And Paul Lambert wanting to fight half of Norwich. I feel ITFC is finally getting its bollocks back. Are McGoldrick's midweek comments proof that the club has been lacking ambition and happy to just plod along. So, Dave, these comments were to the effect of... Um, oh, I'd have stayed if they'd have asked me. Yeah, I'd have stayed if they'd have asked me. And what was the comment? Um, we, I've, I've got it. We were mid-table, okay. and there was there were no big expectations to win every game, like there is at Sheffield United at the moment. Yeah, look, look, you know, I don't even know why he had to say that. Why, why is he, you know... He was always going to go. I'm sorry, that's bollocks. He was always going to go. We know, you know, we know he's domestic... We know his domestic situation, and I think his domestic situation, as we said before, contributed to his to his injuries that he picked up with us. All the commuting and stuff, he's doing back and forth to Nottingham. I'm sure that had an effect, and I'm pretty sure that whilst he was it, whilst he was with us, it just never be fit. It's just never it'd never be fit. He needed the move. He got the move. I don't I don't really see why he sort of come out with those comments. Really, a bit disappointed about it. Really, I. I just can't see it because I don't think we were going to give. We're never going to ask him to stay. We're never going to give him another contract. Ghost in the machine, there, Dave, as um, Sting once said. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, carry, we'll carry on. Not my words. Gordon the words Sumner, of, as Gordon words, Sumner might say. Gordon Sumner. Um, you don't have to put on a red light. Um, Harry, <laughs> what you do have to do, though, is tell us about David McGoldrick's comments with reference to no expectations and mid-table stuff. Dave, not pleased with those. When I read them, I must say it did reinforce that wider sense of the club coasting. And it goes back to it. Did I thought of Mick actually initially that sense of Mick taking the dressing room loyalty a stage too far. I, I think I did a blog at the end of last season where I said Mick kept the dressing room, but he lost everybody else. And you just got a sense that the whole thing was just a little bit too comfortable. He it was the, it wasn't just that he was loyal to individual players, but there was you just felt that there was if players feel that they're they're untouchable maybe that's going too far it can it's the strength taken to excess can be being counterproductive thing that was that was my response to it that the the lack of expectation both possibly from Mick and from the club perspective in terms of what was expected from us and to in terms of achieving a high league position the two the two possibly conspired together to create the car crash that happened at the end of last year, um, and it, it was—I I felt it was a very telling comment from a Goldrick that he came out with that because 
I've 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 never had an, anything negative about him. I've always felt he's he's been frustrated with his his own personal lack of ability when he's been injured and when he's had gold routes. That's been his problem when he's gone up when he's gone off the boil. But um, it just reinforced the wider sense of the club coasting, and also reinforced a sense for me that that um, Mick was possibly overprotective of his players. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I think but, you're right. I don't know. You know, for all his injuries, when he was fit, he always played. He'd always play, wouldn't he? He never. Yeah. I can't remember him ever being when he was fit, ever being left out. Yeah. Hardly. Yeah, he was yeah. on the bench at the start of last season, mm-hmm. but he soon played his way in, didn't he? Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. but because he had to, yeah. he was, it was yeah most talented player we had without doubt. Yes. Um, right. Matthew Noble asks. Um, we'll go to Harry first. If you could pick any player from ITFC history to release an autobiography, whose would you want to read? I'm hoping Chambers. Um, writes one so we can find out what really happened with Hurst or Walters mm. for some keen anecdotes. And what do you think, Harry? It's a good question. It's always the question of A, is it, you know, with the publishing hat on, A, is it good and B, is it commercial? Um, and I, I think I think Chambers would be an ex- eminently brilliant read. We'd all, we'd, 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 be, we'd eat the thing up. I think Walt, I think um, John Walters probably will write one. Because, yeah, he's very again, out there, isn't he, he already? Yeah. He is. And he's also got, he's got the spread everybody in Ireland will read it. So that underwrites the print run straight away. Um, whatever else happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, but Chambers would be fascinating because again, he would tell it straight. I think that's the thing you, 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 you trust him. It was a hard one, this question, because I thought you automatically go to your heroes and my absolute hero ever in a town shirt was Trevor Wymark, but he's probably one of the least likely town players to ever write an autobiography because he's, he wasn't a very out there player. He was always very, for me, he was quite a, he was a quiet presence within the team absolutely brilliant finisher don't half an hour on Weimark no problem at all I adore that man um, but he's not I don't think he was necessarily a showman but the player of that era who I would love to write would be actually Alan Hunter because he was there for quite a while and he he knew this is me being nostalgic I have to say he knew the cobbles he knew that world really well and I think Mr John and him had a very strong they clicked really well together I think they did get on and I would I'd, I'd love to read a very detailed memoir from him he's done pre, he's done intros and he's contributed to other books but um oh I'd love to give him give him the microphone for uh, for 200 pages and see what he can come up with yeah Dave, Dave? Yeah, I agree somewhat. I think Chambers would be an interesting one because he straddled the obviously the McCarthy, um, Hurst, Lambert, Lambert era. Um, yeah. Weimark, in fact, Trevor Weimark made my top ten. I think he was number ten, wasn't number he? 10, yeah. Trevor Weimark, mm. trusty Trevor Weimark. But mm. yeah, I agree about Hunter. But one that one that has surprised me is probably more than any of Mick Mills. Mm. Yeah. Mick, 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 you know, Mick Mills never, yeah. you know, and it, you know, England. Um, yeah. Ipswich yeah. record appearances, you know. Left Ipswich, as we sort of understand, and fairly acrimonious. Yeah. Didn't really want to. Went to Southampton, had success. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say Mills. Maybe, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be as um, certainly colourful as Big Al. Dave, <laughs> what about some imagine. kind of David Sheepshanks <laughs> rise and fall type thing? Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Ch- Chambers, I think, would be would be quite an interesting read. But yeah, and, and obviously, as you said, Walters for the Keen stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, but I gather from last week, Harry, not not the conversation we should have now. You're no fan of Roy Keane, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, in fact, I thought I'd I'd use the um, international break to kind of refresh my memory because I felt you know maybe I was missing something. And you know, as the great American president said, I've 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 misunderestimated him. You know, and uh, I so I went, to, and I, I went I went shopping and I have bought two books. Oh. Um, I've bought the two memoirs just to get You're them. I bought, kidding I bought, me. I bought, I bought I bought I bought volume two because and I, I was shocked to find that there were. <laughs> 
He's going to tear him up, Dave, live on air. <laughs> no, there were, there were bon- 92... Blue Monday 90... bonfire. I, say, I, I was really upset because, I mean, for the man's genius, there were 92 copies of this on sale for a penny. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> So then, so then I went and found the first volume. I thought, well, you need to, you need to see the two in context. Next to the so Robbie Williams book. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, I just read the And there were there were hundred there were hundred and eight copies of this one on sale from the penny. And that, that I was that actually upset me. I just want to say that's that I was about, very. That's, yeah. that's, that's like the satanic verses for Harry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the best way the best way I find to deal with Keen is you, my stock oh. answer is oh, he was a brilliant player. Uh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's brilliant. Mine, yeah. What a great yeah. Yeah. There's that's no great, argument yeah. there. Stock oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dave, Arthur Pickthorn. Would, <laughs> Sorry. Would you give Grant Ward a new contract? Massively underrated, in my opinion, and capable of playing in several positions. Plus, Whoa. I get the feeling he will be fit earlier than expected. Oh, he's a bit marmite, isn't he? Grant Ward um, promises so much and frequently doesn't deliver, does he? Um, yeah. But again, you would think, in League One, come on, you know, get someone like Grant Ward fit. He's... He's very, he infuriates me, Grant Wall, because you could see, you could see he's, there's something there. There is something there with Grant Wall. Obviously, he started off quite well, didn't he? Um, you could say he hasn't kicked on from his first game, but that was a tough act to follow. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd certainly stick with Grant Wall and certainly a player that that you'd want, you, you know, you'd want around the Harry, squad. Is he, is he still, what's, what's his contract situation? I've I no think idea. It, well, is there a possible situation where his contract expires, but they do his rehabilitation and then give him another ah, chance yeah. when he's, you know. Like a Luke, well, Luke, yeah. Luke Farney. Yeah. 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 That, that would. Yeah. I mean, for me, he would, he would certainly be <laughs> up to plan at that level if he can recapture. You know, because he's not, yeah. he's not, he's not slow. That pace and stuff, and 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 everything that goes with that. Yeah, mm. Harry, the the curse of versatility and the curse of inconsistency. That's how I yeah. sum him up. It's really frustrating because he, as you say, he flatters to deceive so often. Yeah. And there were times, like in the Brentford game, he did a fantastic job taking out Josh McEachran as a, he was marking him as a deep line playmaker, and it was really clever. And you could see him doing that job. I think my sense with Wardy is that he needs, he needs a very specific brief. That could be, I could be wrong on that. It's just an instinct. I think if you give him a very specific brief in the game, I think he can do that quite effectively. But that's just a that that that's just that's just my I, top and on it really. But I um, think some of his better games have been played in a more. You know, I think you're right, Harry. A more central position than I've seen him play. Yeah. You know, better central. Yeah. And again, he's one of these players. I think he's very very much a confidence player. Very much a confidence player. And he's almost yeah. a player that look if you're going to stick with him, almost. People shoot me down here. You've got to indulge a player like that and say, right, you're going to play the next four games, three games, four games. You're going to play no matter what. I'm playing you. Um, yeah. We've got that luxury squad squad size, probably not. But yeah, it's a confidence thing with him, I'm sure. And it'll be a yeah. much bigger confidence thing with him to obviously get back from a from a from an ACL. It's a, it's a big injury, yeah. big injury. Yeah. Mm. So he must be that Boxing Day, wasn't it? Um, four months. Yeah. Four months down. Yeah, now, apparently yeah. I think Harry. Did you say? Yeah, apparently. Or oh, sorry, the tweet said. I think he, so. We understand he's a he's ahead of the game, isn't he? I think he's doing quite well with his rehab and stuff. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, pass. I, I I know not. Um, Very young bit lad. Um, Adam Flat asks about McGoldrick's comments. We've done that. Um, James Parker. I'm going to go first on this one because it says Lampard or Gerrard. So I'll set this up. So do you go for the? <laughs> <laughs> do you I'm go? Say, false do you goals. Go, <laughs> do you go for the incredibly talented but slightly um, tactically ill-disciplined 
one whose personal performances were rather brilliant but didn't win anything? Or do you go for the one who maybe wasn't that good but worked really, really hard, followed instructions and scored a million goals from midfield? So I'm, I'm in Camp Lampard for this one, I'm afraid. Um, sorry, Gerard did win a Champions League. Almost good point, well made. Did Frank Lampard yeah. win that one as well? Sorry? Frank Lampard won Champions League as well, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, he said he didn't win anything. With um, a lot less talent than Gerard. Oh, Christ almighty. Yeah, you've got to say. Yeah, that's an interesting question. And, and really, Gerard's. Yeah, we've had this debate before. Rangers, I mean, what are they? Lower Prem, top half championship, would they be, do we think? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a fair comparison at the moment. Well, probably. Harry talks about um, streetwise people you're up yeah. against. Well, Lampard's got yeah. it harder than Gerard has, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back. I go back to the parallel I draws. I think Lampard has been done on a number of occasions. It's it. We saw it with Hurst up against managers like McLaren. We saw it with Jones up against Lambert in the Stoke game, where you know you get outfoxed all the time. And really, we haven't seen Lamp. We haven't seen Gerrard in that situation yet. He's he's. I think he's got. Rangers to a good point of stability where they are now, but um, Harry only has to do it in what three games? How many times do they play Celtic season? Exactly that. Exactly that. You know, I'm being cynical there. Yeah, you you could you could argue that 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 um, Lampard that uh, Frank Lampard is actually cutting his teeth by having forty odd games. It, you know, in this, you know, in this jungle that he's, you know, oh, it, that uh, could work. In, and for God's sake, that, he could be further down the track as a result. Don't yeah. kid yourself. Gerard's job has got far, infinitely far more pressure than Lampard. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I've, I found that out when I made a video about Martin Waghorn signing and all of a sudden it did eight billion comments and you realise how big yeah. a club. Oh, um, mate. Yeah, he is yeah. in the furnace up there. For God's yeah. sake. Yeah. Yeah. That I, goes I, when, when, when Daryl Murphy signed a permanent contract for us, I went over to the Celtic Forum just to see. He played something like nine games for them, and he had one good game against Dundee United. He was a very peripheral player. And there was something like a 97-page thread on him. <laughs> I was going, bloody hell! What have they got to say? You know, where no, do you begin? There's, there's fanaticism, world. and yeah. there's Rangers and Celtic, I'll tell you. Yeah. Make Leeds look like Akron oh. and Stanley, don't they? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, Nick. Asks. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. 
For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. If Clive Thomas was a ref now, would he be oh. worse than Stroud and Simpson? Stop it. Stop it. That, ask that, it. that name strikes a strikes a dagger still. still. So he wouldn't be um, worse. He would be infinitely worse because of the games yeah. the, the games he was involved in. Albeit though, to temper that, he was also in charge of the FA Cup semi final. Don't forget that we yeah. did win. And, yeah. So that so he got a little bit of a little bit of ground back, perhaps, but no, never, never, ever, ever forgive him for that night at Stanford Bridge. Yeah, yeah, and what a twat! He um, disallowed a goal when it was when it was headed in from a corner at the World Cup, and it was just about to cross the line, yeah. and he blew for time. Twat. I did. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ipswich, Lundells. I don't know quite how to say that. Loon Lundells. Um, uh, Harry, if you were forced to let go one player out of Dazelle, Bishop, Downs, or Lancaster, who would it be, and why? Dazelle, Bishop. Downs or Lancaster? Are you oh, going to go for short-term financial gain here, or are you going to go for the one that um, is going to give you the most if you keep them? Oh, that's the hot air balloon question, isn't it? Because um, um, they're all good. Well, you'd they're throw Dave out the hot air balloon, wouldn't you? Not me. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, no, my, 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 my admiration for Dave is 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 is, is unquestioned. Is unquestioned. Uh, right, your toast, your your toast man, your toast <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Let's not go there. No. Well, um, if there was a piano I, in the hot air balloon, you keep me then, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, I give you. Oh no, I would absolutely. And if the, and if the, uh, and if other songs were the thing, oh, if that, was keep, that was that was levitating as I well. I cashed the check. You've got to make a living, guys. You've got to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Harry, no, who are you selling? Giselle, Bishop, oh. Downs, or Lancaster? Because they all complement each other in different ways. Um, oh, I'm going to sell Teddy. I don't want it. I'm really going to sell Teddy. Um, because I think the others are could have real long term value, but that's that's but but I think Teddy at the moment is probably ahead of the others. But and I'm that's because I've been asked a very difficult question. There we so go. Dave, that, 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 Harry's, Dezel, Harry's got to go out of the balloon now. Get get Dazelle out now. Yeah. Take the money. Yeah. Take the money. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not sure how effective he's going to be in League One either. Big sell on clause. Yeah. Get him out. No, no, sorry, sorry, yeah, but yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no. maybe coloured by what I saw at Bristol City. I just, I, I liked what I, I saw know, there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, best. Yeah. I, I must say, hands up, best game I've seen him. I've seen him play. Yeah, he's, but oh, he's, just, he's emerging. But I could be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, a, I would a say trick just, question, just on the financial, quick financial gain bit. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Um, on a similar theme, uh, Dave, which of our youngsters do you see forcing their way into the? This is Dylan. Sorry, into the first team in the next three seasons. So you can include Idris El Mazzuni, Corey and Darbo. Certainly Lancaster. I mean, we'll be including Lancaster in there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I'd say Lancaster. I mean, he showed incredible, you know, real, yeah. real 
appetite and he's got you know the goal against Millwall was it I mean yeah yeah the kids got it the kids got it yeah I would certainly say him um and Downs you know if we're going into League One you know Downs I think is is I think that would suit him the more yeah um physical perhaps as we perceive it to be the more physical type type play in there I'd, I'd see him but certainly Lancaster and then the kids I saw in that I, I, look I saw three quarters of an under 18 game and I'll tell you this this Zach Brown that plays for the 18s is one of the yeah. quickest players I have ever seen he is yeah. like lightning but yeah I'd, I'd say certainly Lancaster uh Harry I'd agree with that. And the, the X Factor Lancaster had is his personality. Uh, yeah. I think we talked about this before. I think it was it Rich and I talked about this when it, at the Stoke game that, you know, he was up against Eric Peters and it was, I was right beside the touchline watching it. And we were right on the the seats adjacent to the ground, to, 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 to the row A, row one or row A. And you could see what was going on at first hand. And he gave as good as he got. Yeah, he and doesn't I mean, look Peters like a no, boy playing in a man's game, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he's he's got absolutely got stacks of personality. Such which is what you arrogance want. about him. Which yeah, is, is that yeah. the right we type, don't... Dave? Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 Quite Controlled. grounded. Seems quite grounded. Mm. You know, his dad mm. comes on tweets about him staying at Chambers Place and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah seems really grounded. Yeah, really exciting. Uh, yeah. Sam Chapman, I think we've covered this ish. Which trips are you most looking forward to in <laughs> League One? Um, I think you said Wickham. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry, did you come? Uh, uh, well, if Pompey stay down, I'm rather looking forward to that because there's oh, a direct train from. I love yeah, the way you call them Pompey. Pompey. Like, Look, there's a volcano it's, waiting to erupt. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a Roman connection in Bath. I think that's what it is. Pompey. That's what I'm naming it. Like. With two eyes. Pompey. Pompey. Yeah, Pompey. Yes, play on it's, Pompey. It's a... Pompey. Play on. I play on. Volcanic lava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a Herculaneum task ahead of them. No. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, no, it's a direct train from Bath, you see, and it just means you can. Get, and it's it's so oh, utterly perfect. That. It's, it's, that is just it's a you dream, direct, it really is. Direct, yeah. direct train from Bath to Portsmouth. Portsmouth Harbour, absolutely. Oh, Bath to Portsmouth Harbour. Man, Portsmouth, Harbour. Cardiff, Cardiff, Bath to Portsmouth Harbour. It's a dream, absolute oh. dream away game. But awesome. but Oxford as well. Oxford, and of course we've got Bristol Rovers as well, which will be a laugh. <laughs> that will be that will be so funny. I love them. Up the gas. So I'll we have that. Too. I've yeah. been to nine of the grounds and Coventry's old one. I've just counted up, mm-hmm. so I can do some serious ground hopper ticking mm-hmm. off next season, I think. Then uh, Chris Hodges um, asks um, Dave, other than the obvious choice of Bart, what players whose contract isn't expiring this summer might we have to sell? Well, Who's a saleable asset in terms of money coming in and money saved I think we on wages? You just said it. The Zell, you just said it. He would probably be the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, FPL Tractor, uh, Harry, do you think Paul Lambert has a rough plan for when he plays Emmanuel, Dazelle, Harrison, Jackson, Dawkins and others over the remaining eight games to look for who we want next year? Um, what's he what's he what's he looking for um, from uh, from these guys when they you know, we saw um, both Dazelle and Emmanuel at Bristol the other night, didn't we? Yeah, um, he definitely has. He's mapped it out. I've no doubts about that because you're playing different teams with different who will offer different challenges and different opportunities. You're going to get the intensity of Sheffield United and Leeds. You need to be alert for that. You're going to get less physical competition from teams like Brentford, for example, where I think it'll be less of a you know it'll be less of a battle. Um, what's he looking for? My guess is he'll be looking for the fabled old combinations. Who's got connections with who out there? And also, I think for the less proven players 
who's got consistency. So you'll be looking at, will Kenlock have moments when he switches off? What's, what's Josh's positioning like? It'll be questions like that. That would be my guess. And, and within that, then, you've got two questions. How serious are these problems and how fixable are these problems or how how good are the opportunities and are they really things that we can build on that that's my that would be my reading of it i think he's mapped it out he's got a fairly good idea allowing for injuries broadly what he would like to see because he knows this league pretty well now so um, that's my six months worth i don't know if dave you'd agree with that dave with someone like kenlock and you look at saturday and mr jared bowen coming up surely i mean is it not a case where you just go look just play and do your best and if you can get through this next yeah. season yeah. you'll you'll be fine yeah i think i think you're right i think absolutely yeah yeah no and i'm sure well i think last game he certainly is probably his best game he's had so far for us kenlock if we're just talking about him so he certainly should uh-huh. play and um yeah he should go into that game with great confidence and what a, you know if he can stop him what a, you know what a performance that would have been because that he's going to go yeah. for huge money in the summer what 20 what, 21 goals. 20 goals 21 yeah. sorry mm-hmm. 21 yeah. in the league Incredible. in the league alone yeah. from yeah. Out on the right yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're, so, they're resigned. To, they are resigned to losing him. They are. Yeah, totally. I'm just I'm just yeah. looking forward to the bit where Harry and Rich tell us on Thursday exactly what Jared Bowen's gonna do, and just the case of whether, <laughs> exactly is, from wow. which bit of the pitch he's gonna start, at, how he's gonna curl the ball as well. And he's not. I'm not saying he's, he doesn't appear to be extremely pacey either. And he scores all sorts no. of goals as well. Scored in the last two against us, hasn't he? As well. Mm. Yeah, oh. I think so. I mean, he's just scored in like eight consecutive. Well, I think we did this last week. Eight consecutive home games or something. I know. I know he's playing. We're playing him here. But yeah, he's um, he's player, incredible. Yeah. What a season! What? A but, season. but yeah, I I think um you know from what Harry says, oh maybe against Brentford you give, you know you give Dezel a go. A more yeah yeah ball players yeah. Um, and finally, uh, Ian, who Ian McIntyre, who we met at the live show. Um, what do you think about the article by the Accrington chairman on the imbalance of football finances? Um, we all know it's Andy Holt, isn't it? He's very Andy Holt, isn't it? Yeah, very active guy, on on Twitter. I know he was a guy that came out and said um, any perspective um, um, football club owner should have like a. Um, uh, a due care, <laughs> like a due care, due diligence um, sort of test to pass or something like that, didn't he? He was quite outspoken about yeah. that. They do have um, the but, fit and proper persons, don't they? Yeah, but he's very, um, you're right, he's extremely outspoken so, on um, Twitter. Did he not get, did he not get Accrington up? And I think with the second, I think there's only one team with a lower budget. And I believe that was Morecambe. I think I've got that oh, right. Pass, yeah. I, yeah, I, he, I yeah on a shoestring. Um, he but, does. He this, does bang on about it quite a this lot. This is particularly relevant this week because obviously Birmingham have um, got their nine-point um, Well, can someone explain to me, Harry, perhaps you can, what was the Birmingham misdemeanour exactly? Right, I can I can do that in great detail. Oh, sorry, um, So yeah. um, they broke the FFP rule, not by much. Um, you, you know, you have a three-year um, run-in um, of... Yeah, burnout of 39 million. So they broke it once, but then, so they got their knuckles wrapped. Then the next year, they spent 27 million on players, and that was seen yeah. as a flagrant breach. So <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that brought it up to 10 points. Um, the Christian Pedersen thing was actually not yes. taken into account because the God. EFL said um, that they, they've taken that on the chin, the EFL. They've said, um, well, we. 
you know, we registered him. So, so that was the 10 points. And then they've given them a point back for cooperating with the, with the inquiries. So basically they got three points for breaking the rules, seven points for flagrantly breaking the rules. So I don't know how many Aston Villa would get for last or spending 88 million in 2016, but um, there you go. You can still count a premier league loss of 35 million. So this is a look, it's it's an absolute mess. Um, I um, I don't want to come across as sounding too conservative here, but I we live in a capitalist society, and um, people choose in their droves to spend fifty quid a month on their Sky subscription to watch the the Premier League. And until people stop spending a fortune to watch the Premier League on the telly, this is not this is not going to change because the issue is. Yeah as I understand it, is not any amount of money in any division. It's the disparity between yeah. the divisions is yep. the yes. is the absolute oh, massive, it's... massive issue. And... Well, it just goes to show we're going down and immediately we're going down for, for, for a TV, going from a TV revenue of 7 million to 700,000 by all accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, huge, massive, huge, massive disparity. Yeah. And, and that that's the issue. So I don't exactly know what... Andy Holt has said, Dave, but um, no, I don't. So the whole when, system is broken, basically. Um, when, but Dave, quickly before you come in, sorry, um, the latest reports are that um, that you know, if you everyone's just published their um, their figures, that Derby are up for it, um, Sheffield Wednesday are up for it, and and Villa, are, you know, and now they've set a precedent of yeah, right. If yeah. you if you break it by this much, it's three points. If you take the piss, you're going to get seven and there doesn't seem to be a you know a, a number that they'll go to but the issue is now that um you could just take the take the fine one year take the points last fill your squad up and go for it yeah. the next season with a clean slate yeah it's what, like companies so... rubbish companies rubbish bucketing their accounts one year literally let's put all the bad news into one year get it out yeah. of the system take it on the chin but then you've you've inflated yourself for what the next four or five years yeah when are these, and I, I haven't taken too much notice of it, but when are these points enforceable from? Um, they've, they've deducted them already. Uh, so they're deducted. So they're on, yeah. four, they're on 41 yeah. points. But then there's obviously been the conspiracy of, oh, okay, so yeah. they weren't going to get in the playoffs. So that's not do you enough wonder if, to Do you wonder what into... the points reduction would have been if they'd have been sitting on, say, 40 three points or something that would not have been interesting that's a really interesting point yeah and yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, I must and, and people will shoot me down when they hear me say this but I don't I, I actually feel a bit sorry for the EFL because they're trying to police something that's incredibly broken because yeah. Dave people don't spend 80 quid a month to watch the championship on their skybox they don't <laughs> they just don't people are willing to spend it on the Premier League but they're not. That's just basic capitalism. They don't want to spend that the money that they spend on the Premier League on on the Championship. So you you just have this utterly massive no, gulf, which is then exacerbated by these parachute payments. And here's my question for you. So I'm getting really annoyed now. Why is the limit 13 million and the parachute payment 45? <laughs> Should they not be close together? It Do you know what yeah. I mean? Right, so yeah. you can only lose yeah. 13 million, but we're going to give three teams 45. <laughs> uh, did, did, yeah. when we, did, we, how long do you think Birmingham have been down? When did they get relegated, do you think? They've been down a few, good few seasons, haven't they? Um, yeah. Well, they've had their little relegation parties the last 
three seasons, haven't they? And just, yeah, so I reckon just they've been survived. Far, um, I yeah. think the Trillion guys took over. Well, they took over and then they got got Rawa out and um, put Zola in and then in comes Harry and, um, yeah, yeah, in comes yeah. Hotter and David Stockdale on 30 grand a week or whatnot. But yeah. look, Harry, the, the whole thing is just so broken. I, I understand people being annoyed with the EFL, but how the hell do you police a disparity of, like Dave says... Um, the average turnover is, um, or sorry, the average wage, I think is 25 million in the championship. And you basically get 180 million for getting promoted. How do you police that level of disparity? I don't know. It's um, to some degree, some of it is mitigated by the fact if you look at teams like Stoke and Swansea who have come down, they've had to write off a lot of money because they've got utterly unbalanced squads. They've players, Vimmer, I think, get my stoke mate talking about Vimmer. That, you know, he, he sounded like yeah. a great German footballer of the 70s, but he's, um, he's, you know, he was, apart from that, he had nothing in common with them at all. You know, so they, some of it is writing off bad debt and the debt in the value of the players that they've inherited. But yeah. it doesn't, it does, but it, it doesn't make up that daylight. It really doesn't. Um, I don't know. There's, there is the argument that the, the the big reset is to cream off those half a dozen top teams into the Red Bull Hyper League, into some other le- into some other mad league in across Europe, and that then gives you some degree of equilibrium. Was it did it come up on the flagship show a few weeks ago where the first division is the top six teams, yeah. the second division is mid table to the top eight of the championship, and then there's mid table championship to mid table league top eight one of or, the championship. Yeah, Harry, no, those in the yeah. championship with parachute money, or yeah. Yeah. those in the championship yeah. who've been in the Premier League in yeah. the last five yeah. years, and yeah. then you yeah. have yeah. you have and um, Kieran Maguire said it. You have Rotherham's wage budget is six million, and Aston yeah. Villa paid John Terry eight million last year. That's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Do you know what I mean? In I the mean, same and Rotherham, yeah. um, you know, if they'd been up, would have played against John Terry. Like, I've got, mm. No, I got nothing against John Terry. He's an amazing player, but that's the, you know, that's the that's the disparity, and it's just so 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 yeah. broken and i and i think they'll get towards it in years to come maybe they just need to trickle down some more money but then why would they why would yeah. they they'd say oh you want premier Man, league you, money get you get your organization into the premier league and you can have all huge. the premier league you only, you only have to travel everywhere you go it is just huge the premier yeah. league is everything it just is yeah. Yeah. and that yeah. that's it but that's it in a nutshell Dave. and that is capitalism animal yeah that is it. If you can sell your TV rights for four billion quid, then you know yeah. It, yeah. It, it is what it is. To use a very kind yeah. of yeah. Um, I mean, I'm saying. But in the Far East, it's far bigger in the Far East than it is in this country. Far bigger. Absolute nuts. It and really how many? Is. And how many people are watching <laughs> Leeds Derby in the Far East, though? <laughs> yeah. In yeah. comparison, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. the that's yeah. the disparity that you might get. I mean, I don't know what the TV ratings would be, but what five million? We'll be watching yeah. in the Over, Far yeah. East, you know, yeah. and and Leeds. What you get eight hundred thousand watching in the Championship on TV. That's that's yeah. it in a nutshell, isn't it? And the Americans yeah. are watching, and yeah, yeah. There you go. So it's broken. very, very broken, and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you need to accept that there's there's Apple and there's YouTube and there's Google and there's McDonald's and Pepsi Cola, and then there's yeah, like Harry says, you haves and you have nots, and not yeah, everybody, yeah, so. not everybody can be um, making all the money, can they? No. No. 
it's interesting. No, it's, it's interesting. No, the, 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 the other interesting thing, though, is that for, when, I'm not arguing against that, but just as equally, teams do, who do come down, this goes back to the old owners relegate clubs thing, Sometimes money isn't enough to protect a team from its owner's incompetence. So yeah, you do true, get yeah. teams, basket cases like Wigan and Blackburn who and Bolton who have dropped down in the last few years and have, they've just got Sunderland gloriously and boy have they just kept going. So yeah. you know to some degree money does act as a damper in that sense, but just as equal, you know you cannot legislate financially for the you know the, the spectacular ineptitude of but the way Harry, some people the, run the, the, the I take your point, but the truth is if I give you a million pounds and I give Dave 200 grand and say, go and both buy a house, you should, unless you're a complete imbecile, buy a better house than Dave. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Depends where yeah. he's looking at. Have you seen the prices in Bath? Have you seen oh, I know. Bloody London around here, mate. I can tell you, it really is. Dear oh, me. God. Yeah. Um, right, lovely stuff, guys. Sorry, we've gone on a big financial rant. Thank you, everybody, as per usual, for the questions. Um, Harry, you are going to be back on yeah. Thursday talking about Thursday, yeah, Mr. Atkins and Mr. Bowen. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, let me give you a brief taster before before we oh, wrap up. Um, so, Hull, a mid to upper, upper table team, good players, but a few problem areas, possibly at the back. Um, not quite good enough to go up uh, or make the top six, probably. One really wonder what the wide score... player. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I wonder what the score will be. It's... <laughs> dot, mm. dot, dot. So uh, it, this has got another one all written all over it, folks. It really does. But uh, it should be quite good. They, they've got really good... They have got a threat up front, but they haven't sorted out their defence. And just when they seem to have it worked Liam out, Richwell. players keep play, 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 exactly player, players keep getting injured. Um, there might be a lack of pace there. Let's just say, um, but uh, they're, um, who's, they're, they're, uh, who's playing up front? Is Chris Martin there? Uh, Chris Martin's there. He's the impact sub. Fraser Campbell generally comes on, and they what do they describe him yeah. as? They, they describe him as oh yes, the, the, the king of niggle is how they describe him, which is some small Central European country. He's um, basically he's brilliant at going around hassling defenders. He's you know, they praise his industry, but he'll do that for Dave, seventy minutes. And then, Dave, you're going to love it. It's, it's Campbell, Grzycki, Bowen, yeah. and Irvine. Yeah, yeah. You'll love oh, it. I love that. You'll love, love it, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. like it with yeah. that. Hang on, yeah, not so yeah. much Irvine. You might see Mark Pugh in there, in playing oh, in behind. Pugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He's um, he's pretty useful as well. So uh, yeah, anyway, save yeah, this, it's Harry. Good. Don't give your show away. Yeah. Oh man, no, 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 no. no, no, but, um, but yeah, yeah. No, Richard will put the shout out for questions on Thursday morning. So get involved. The always brilliant preview show. Um, Dave, any this week in ITFC history coming up? Yes, this week I've got the game some stats. Stat is compiling them, is doing his stuff with the games tomorrow. And obviously we need to know yours and Rich's because you do the techie stuff on it. Availability for either Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, I think he said. Okay, we will do that off air. Um, um, And I assume, I don't think I've organised it, but I'm not on the flagship next week. I'm playing at someone's wedding, so I'm not at the whole game. Um, So I assume you'll be on the flagship with Mikey Dave and and, and another. And I'm sure we'll sort that out on Friday night at... Um, midnight or something but um, everybody thank you so much for tuning in obviously um, follow on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC Uh, subscribe on Acast iTunes five star reviews do people still do them do you know Um, gets a five star review get on the YouTube as well Um, I did some other championship YouTube content this year enjoy the championship while it is still um, Mm. a part of your life Dave say goodbye 
goodbye just quickly ben games attending next weekend um i might try and get to west brom birmingham but again i'm not around on the saturday but then we get into a ludicrous april where there are yeah. opportunities to get to games. So, are you on for are you on for seventy this season? I think I've already done sixty. Yeah, so oh. it should be. Oh. Yeah. yeah, must be. Yeah, um, yeah. playoffs as well. So. Okay, um, Harry, that. say goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.